Welcome back. It's episode four, and today's topic will be ego. So what is ego, and why is it an issue? What is ego in a relationship? Well, my theory is ego is what we bring into the relationship. It's issues that we've had from prior relationships or prior friendships or just life in general that have uh, taught us uh, how to act. So then we put up this guard or this facade or this wall or whatever you want to call it where we have to protect ourselves from everybody and everything. This is our ego. We start believing in our own hype. We come in to relationships and friendships and life or even jobs or anything you got going on with this protection, like this theory that, you know, everyone's out there to get you. So you're going to, you know, it, whatever you say is what goes like your thoughts matter more than someone else's. Your beliefs are more pronounced. So that's what I consider ego. And I think we all have a little bit of it. Some people have even more. It depends on how much life experiences we have gone through. At our age, you know, I'm 40 years old at this point. And uh, with everything I've seen, you know, of course, I come into my relationships with a lot of ego. If it's my work or if it's my personal relationship, it's always been there. You know, it's something that I think has been instilled in us since we were little kids. You know, my dad raised us to be really tough, not to let anyone push us, you know, around or not let anyone dictate us. You know, if it was work, it was always, you know, work your butt off and never kiss no one's ass. You know, that was always his model. You, if you work hard, you don't really need to kiss anybody's ass. And in relationships, what I've learned is through my prior relationships or even my relationships with my uh, kids' moms or whatever it was, it was I had an ego where I had to always be right. And I learned later in life when it was time for me to settle down and meet my wife that that wasn't going to work. You know, uh, I had to chill out. I had to learn how to back off. And that wasn't easy. In some relationships, you know, both uh, partners have ego. I know when I met my wife, me and her were very much the same. You know, we were both very alpha mentalities and always thought we were right. And sometimes we still do. You know, we still get into it sometimes and have normal issues like anyone else. I believe every relationship has issues, but it's how we learn as we go that makes us a better person and a better partner, a better friend, a better family mate. So for us, the biggest thing was learning that when we got into arguments, one of us had to be the bigger person and walk away. It wasn't always easy. Trust me. I mean, there's plenty of times where you're in an argument and, and you think you're right, but sometimes you just got to check your ego at the door and just let it be, you know, let, uh, let the, let the argument die down so you can come back at a later time and address it in a nicer way. I'll give you an example. In most relationships, what happens is people get into an argument and one of them tries to walk away and the other person chases them. You know, the, you know, I've had it plenty of times where someone's, you know, I'm trying to walk away or go for a walk or whatever it is. And that person's coming after you. And it's like, you know, they're in your face and they want to address it now and then. And I think that's more of a women's mentality than a men's, you know, because in those general uh, aspects, it's always been, you know, you have to listen to me now. I'm going to get what I want out uh, right now. And you have to be there to accept it. And in those times, when the other person's already shut down and seeing red, there is no way you can get through to them. It's almost like fighting with a brick wall. There's no point. Not because you're conceding that you're wrong. You're, you're conceding to come back and address it at a later time. So instead of feeling like, okay, I'm being a pushover and 
this person is always going to bully me. No. What you do is you walk away, you talk about it the next day, you let the person know how they made you feel. Now, if this person, if it's your friend, if it's your partner, whoever it is, if they really love you, they'll understand. They'll look to see what they did wrong too and address it. The thing in relationships, and it happens in every relationship, is both partners are wrong at at the same time, most of the time. So both people have to address that and have to be able to speak about it. No one's perfect. So if you're in the middle of the argument and the you feel that you're right, you have to know what right is. Right at that moment is to let it go. And that's basically it. You know, it's the hardest thing for us to do as humans because we're Especially by this time, we've already been taught, you know, to fight or flight. So it's kind of like you have to get out whatever you have to say and just go through it. But at that moment, it's just better to leave it alone. So that's what ego is in a relationship. So what happens if you can't do that? You know, what happens if you can't walk away and, and, and your ego gets the best of you? My theory is that's when your relationship fails because... What happens is your ego takes over for everything, even for you. You might know you're wrong and you still are just going to fight to just fight. And that's, you know, that's ego. That's 100% ego. That's the macho in, in men and, and actually the macho in women. I mean, women now, you know, as soon as they get mad, they're like six foot two, 300 pounds, ready to jump down your throat. So, you know, that's just the ego coming out. But what it does is if you let, if it, if it goes unchecked, you're just going to end up killing each other. And your relationship is not going to survive. My theory has always been if in relationships is once you start disrespecting each other, if that's by cheating, which is the most extreme, which I still think is the dumbest one, because if you really wanted to cheat on your partner, why are you even with them? You know, it makes no sense. You know, in, in today's time, you know, there's no need to be in a relationship. You can actually be single and have a pretty good life. So why would you feel that you need to go to that extreme? The second one is you start calling each other names, you know, you know, you start saying things to each other that you would never say on a normal basis. You, you call your woman a bitch or your woman calls you an asshole or, you know, fuck this, fuck that, all that bullshit. At that point, you're already lost control because what's going to happen is it just becomes easier to say those words to each other at a later time and it will come out again. That's what naturally happens is us because. What I believe is when you leave things unchecked, you end up doing it later on again without even knowing it. So, for instance, like if uh, you let your partner cheat on you, your partner's going to cheat more and more because you didn't check it. You didn't correct him. He or her knows now that no matter what, you're going to give them a pass. And you can't. It's the same thing that happens when they call you out of your name. If you... If you're okay with it and you guys both do it to each other, then you're just in what we call a toxic relationship. And in a toxic relationship, the only way it ends is through a fight, through extreme measures, cops being called, things being broken, uh, you know, uh, your car being keyed, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, we've all seen crazy-ass people out there, and they're out there. So you have to dictate what kind of uh, life and relationship you want at this point in your life. Hopefully, if you're around... 40 or in your mid 30s I would say it's time to settle down time is ticking and it's almost there and it's up to you to really build a foundation I mean looking back at it my parents you know they're still married to this day so that'll be what 42 years married something like that and I've seen them argue 
but never, I've never seen my dad call my mom any names out of hand, never seen him put a hand on her, never seen either one of them cheat on each other. The way they dealt with their issues was they got mad, they maybe stayed quiet for a little bit, and they just went on. They knew that the bigger deal, the bigger purpose of their relationship was their family, me and my sister. You know, they wanted to provide a good life for us and teach us good morals and and how to be and all these things, and they always have. I mean, even going back to, like, when I decided finally to get married, it was an inside joke with my family because no one ever thought I was going to get married. I didn't even think I was going to get married. I had a goal in my head that if I didn't get married by the time I was 40, I wasn't going to get married. It wasn't for me. It wasn't something I was going to do. And then it was right around 40. It was actually a month before I turned 40 that I actually did get married. I mean, I was engaged already two years before that, but COVID hit, et cetera, et cetera. But even during that time, when I told my parents it was time, they're like, okay, it wasn't anything about my partner or anything like that. It was about me. My my dad is specifically, we haven't had a lot of father-son conversations, but he told me, he's like, are you ready? And I was like, yeah, of course. I'm 40 years old. What do you mean? He's like, no, no, no. Are you ready? Because marriage is forever and it should be forever. So if you're going to do this, you're going to do it the right way. You're not going to do it just to do it just to be able to, you know, say you got married, you're going to take care of your partner. You're going to, you're going to provide for them the way that he provided for my mom and us and all that. And you're going to accept her daughter to be yours and treat her just like you would your own kids. That was what he told me. And it stuck with me because it's true. You know, the lessons in life, just because you're older doesn't mean you know better, right? You have to take wisdom from people who've done it, who've gone through it, who've seen the issues. You know, all my married friends, which I don't have that many, a lot of them are divorced now or whatever, especially the ones who married in high school, you know, uh, we always talk about it. It's always hard, you know, because what you have at home now is there all the time. There is no getting away. You get mad at each other, you're going to see each other. There is no like, hey, I'm going to see you on the weekend. It gives us time to cool off. No, no, they're going to sleep in your bed right next to you. They're not going nowhere. So you're going to have to deal with it. And that's where the ego comes in because your ego doesn't take a break. It's with you all the damn time. You can't just shut it off and say, hey, ego, stay home today. No, your ego's in you and you have to fight your own demon because that demon's there. And ego comes out in so many different ways. It's not arguments. It's, you know, even uh, forcing yourself on your partner. By that, I mean, let's say you want tacos and she wants a burger. You're all oh, we're going to have tacos no matter what. I don't care what you want. That's ego. There's a compromise there. You know, you can go like we do it all the damn time. You know, I want McDonald's. She wants whatever. Let's say White Castle. So we go to McDonald's, grab my food. We grab her food and we go home. There's no ego there. There's no conflict because it's like we both get what we want. That's what a relationship should be. A relationship is a partnership where both people are satisfied as much as possible, of course. I know my wife gave up some stuff when she settled with me. You know, um, I would like to say I give her almost everything, but I know that, you know, when I met her, she was really into dancing and I don't dance for the life of me. I've never have maybe it's because we've always worked as we were kids. Me and my sister both don't dance. My dad doesn't dance. My mom used to, apparently, I don't even know, never seen it, but you know, we don't dance. So that's something she had to give up and understand that it was just something that I wasn't into for her. She had to weigh her options. Like, what is she giving up and what does she get in return? What she got in return was someone who's going to be faithful to her, take care of her, be a good provider, et cetera, et cetera. But 
she had to give up that one thing because you're not going to get everything. It's impossible. You know, that's why there's jokes everywhere that you don't marry your, you know, your crush because your crush probably comes with a lot of damage, right? We all know that. We talked about it last time. It's like you're the person that you grew up watching on TV or whatever probably has more damage than you know because what you see isn't always what what reality is. So you have to know what you're getting yourself into. I think the biggest thing to do with this whole ego thing is learn how to be safe, how to feel safe. Like, are you safe in your own place? Are you safe in your relationship? Are you safe in the way that you speak to your partner? Are you safe in the way that you know that at any time they will listen to you? If it's the right time, of course, not when they're seeing red. Do not try to have a conversation with someone when they're seeing red. That is the dumbest thing you can do. But what I'm saying is, do you feel that once this argument is over, you guys will be okay? Do you feel that they're going to be vindictive? You know, some people do be, you know, they are vindictive. You cross someone, they might not pay you back that day, but they're going to get you back sooner or later if that's that type of person you're with. But at that point, you should already know what kind of life you're going to have later on. Anytime you make a mistake, they're going to come back after you. If that's by cheating on you, if that's by lying to you, whatever it is, they're just not going to be an honest person. So feeling safe is probably one of the biggest things you have to learn how to do within yourself. And I think that's a lot of self-reflection. And sometimes we don't like to self-reflect on what's really going on inside of us. Maybe you're having a bad day at work. Maybe you're going through uh, emotional issues where you don't feel so high on yourself. You know, Maybe your partner is succeeding more than you are at the moment. You know, These are all things that are going to happen. And you have to learn how to keep that ego from coming out to be counterproductive for what's really going on. Analyze what's going on inside yourself before it comes out. You know, learn how to put other people before yourself. That's the biggest lesson, I think, for anyone else. I've always said I treat people the way I want to be treated. So if I give you the world, I expect the world. And I have to believe I deserve the world too. I think, you know, when we meet people, we give them so many chances to screw us over we set the the standard right off the beginning so for instance if i'm in a relationship and my partner has a bigger ego than me and doesn't let me do anything that i want to do we always have to do what they want to do or or they're not you know dating me i should say which will be another topic one day you know the art of dating each other while you're still in a relationship does it stop at the beginning or does it have to still keep on going on that's a bigger topic but the point is, once you meet someone, you have to set the standard of what that relationship is going to be, and you have to have confidence in yourself. You know, I see a lot of people sometimes who date out of their comfort zone. What that means is like they're with someone that's hotter than them or better looking or more successful. Then all of a sudden, that person starts feeling less of a person. And you shouldn't do that because just because of looks or financial or anything like that doesn't make someone better than you. You have to know what you bring to the table. Maybe you're just a great person, better personality and all that. You have to always keep that high. So you have to set your standard, but you also have to check your own ego at the door because sometimes ego isn't because you really believe in it. Some people who have these huge egos, actually, they're very self-conscious. Really what it is, is they probably have a lack of confidence and that's where they have to come out with this different way of uh, thinking, you know, of uh, pushing their beliefs on you. You know, that's where that comes in. I think a lot of people, I always call them the talkers. Every time I 
I mean, back in the day, I used to have a lot of girlfriends, just friends. And I would always, you know, they would always talk to me about their dates and these guys they met and how these guys would openly, you know, brag about what they've done in the past. You know, always putting out there how much money they made and and how many girls they slept with. To me, right away, that was like a red flag. As a man, we don't talk about our past. You shouldn't. There's no need to it. You know, why would you want to know who your partner slept with or what they've done with or any of that stuff. It doesn't matter. Whatever happened before you is before you. Whatever happens after you, now that's what you should worry about. During you and after you, I should say. So what they're really trying to do is already start to put you down without you even knowing it. They're trying to make you feel like you're the lucky one to be with them. Like out of everyone, they chose you, you know, and that's not how it works. You know, a person who's successful in their relationship and in life, usually they kind of, they cruise by. They're not noticeable. They're not in the spotlight. They're not flamboyant because that person is so self-confident that he doesn't need or she doesn't need that attention. You know, they they know who they are inside and, and on the outside. So when someone comes off like that, like, you know, like basically feeling like they're the shit, it's all fake it's always people who have so many uh self insecurities and stuff like that that it's no good at that point if someone all they do is talk about themselves and what they do and all that stuff without you even asking you gotta get the hell away that's the one of the biggest red flags i would say nowadays because i think nowadays everyone there's no reason for people not to be successful it's so easy nowadays you know you can make money just be on the internet you don't even need a college education so it's no big deal money is nothing what brings you to the game and keeps you in the game is how you treat people. What does it matter if someone makes a ton of money or is really good looking, but they don't know how to cook, they don't know how to clean, they're going to cheat on you, they're they're just boring. There's nothing to talk about. You're in those car rides and you're just silence and you're looking at each other like, yeah, mm-hmm, that's great, mm-hmm, yeah, there's nothing to talk about. No, that's not a relationship. That's basically you're dating a statue, but that's ego. That's the gist of it. So if you have issues with ego in your relationship, I would suggest just looking at it and seeing what you can do to fix these issues before they get out of hand. And sometimes it's just easier to walk away from the argument and talk about it. But talking involves you being vulnerable and expressing how you feel inside. So that's also very tricky. But until next time, love you guys. Bye.